guys. Welcome back to Dysfunctional Dailies. This is your host, Erica. And your host, Monica. It's been a while. How are you? I'm fine, I guess. Uh, so this weekend was Comic Palooza. It was lots of fun. We got to hang out. Well, I got to hang out with podcasters. Um, I got I'm to buy co- neat things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm I'm one of the co-coordinators for the podcast program for Comic Palooza. Uh, so it's always lots of fun, lots of you know stress, but I love it. Uh, and I get to hang out with podcasters. It was great seeing so many friendly faces after. COVID? (laughs) I mean, it's just been crazy not getting together. So when I went to Comic Palooza, I had a lot of fun. The first day I went with my sister-in-law and then I met up with Erica and her husband later on. Bought a bunch of cool stuff, had a great time, had some alcohol halls. It was was great. It was fun. You got some pina coladas, right? Like, or was that the second? One day you were walking around with this little pina colada looking cup. That was the second day. That was very nice. Yeah, so... I was kind of upset because I assumed, since it said pina colada, that there would be alcohol in it. There was not. And so I ended up going to one of those little tents that they had actual real hard liquor. Mm -hmm. And I just asked them, can I just pay for a shot and just kind of mix it around in this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so I was like, cool, awesome. Now it's an actual pina colada. (laughs) No, okay, so I told you... That that company is the same company that does the, like, not mixed drinks, but the smoothie drinks they did at the Harry Potter convention that was in Dallas a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot what the, the, the convention was called, but it's the one that travels to different countries every year. And they had a butterbeer smoothie drink. And everyone was excited. I took my mother. My husband was there. My son was there. We all went. And we we all got the runs after drinking the butterbeer smoothie. That's gross. And the line was like an hour wait. And so we were we were very unpleased. So when I saw the vendor this year, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and no, thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was a great weekend. It's just crazy going to real places after, you know, stay away from people, it's dangerous. And of course, we're all vaccinated. I still wore my mask around people that I didn't know. If I knew everyone was vaccinated, I put my, you know, I could take my mask off because I felt safer. But it was it was like the first real event since COVID came out. When I first walked in, I had to, I already had my pass, but my sister-in-law, she didn't, she had to go pick it up. So we had to go in line. Uh, no, no personal boundaries. It was really, uh, I was kind of like panicky. I guess you could say I was kind of like bouncing on the balls of my feet. I'm like, why are these people so close to me? But yeah, I mean, once we were inside, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's just uh, it's very jarring, you know, and you're just you're used to being kind of like away from people, you know, everyone's in their own bubble and then everyone's just like pressed up against each other. It's just very it's so weird. It's, it's like very weird. It's like, do you not remember? Like, you yes, can- <laughs> it's, it's very it's very weird. I was like, what are you doing? Stay away from me. But people just went back to it. I mean, it's like nothing ever happened. But there were there were many areas where there was great distance spaces. Uh, everything was handled amazingly. All the vendors loved being there. I had so many people come up to me just saying that they loved the convention. I have not heard anything negative. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It's just there was a lot of people. Uh, of course, on Sunday it was a lot better, and I felt a little bit more comfortable personally mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean it was a lot of fun 
It's great. Yeah. So uh, let's go into reviewing our weekly wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh. <laughs> so we chose the 2019 Fog Break Pinot Gris. The newest varietal from double gold winning member Favorite Fog Break. Each morning, the cooling fog rolls across the valleys of California's northern and central coasts. Due to these cool conditions, vineyards below this cloud cover undergoes a long growing season, which is the essence of perfection for Pinot Gris. Fog Break Pinot Gris is beautifully aromatic with pure notes of peach and white flowers that are bolstered by a crisp acidity. We believe that this Pinot Gris is a lovely picnic companion, but that it's also fantastic with a rich dish at home from fried chicken to creamy risotto. This wine will bring a coastal freshness with notes of pear, honeydew, and white flowers. I thought it was light and tasty on the first time I drank it. I could taste a little bit of the pear and honeydew, the freshness. I, I get it. It was okay. It was okay. I mean, what did you think the first time you... I mean, it tasted uh, like wine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hard to please with wine. I It just depends. It really just depends on which one. But for most wine, for me, it just kind of tastes like wine like i don't know how to explain it it's like it has that really um tart flavor it's the the acidic flavor that you don't like yeah it's the acidity that i don't like and uh for a lot of wines that i have tried that's just what they taste like to me like for some reason they just all taste the same for this one it just tasted like any other wine i couldn't really tell the notes of the the whatever the flowers the peaches whatever they said that that was in it i'm like it just tastes really acidity to me. I mean, <laughs> that's all I could taste. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. I couldn't really tell any kind of other flavors other than the acidity. So. Okay. It's going to okay. be a no for me, dog. Sorry. So we've let this wine sit in the fridge for three days. So now we're going to have a sip of it and see how it tastes now that it's oxidized. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, that's not it. It tastes like shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope. It tastes more whiny. Oh, no. Than before. It has gone spoiled. It has gone. And then peaches went bad, Erica. Oh, no. That is very acidic, very bitter. It needs to be thrown out. Yeah, I don't like that. This is a wine that you need to drink the first time around. There's no saving this baby. Yeah. <sighs> oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Some great pairings to put with it if you do decide to try it. Fettuccine Alfredo, lemon chicken, roasted vegetables. I do agree. It's The acidity does break down the fatty acids and, like, the pastas and chicken. I do get that. Uh, the alcohol content is a 14.1. Usually you can get it for about 18 bucks. Feels a little I would not buy it. Yeah, it feels a little overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would not buy it again. Out of five stars, what would you get it? It's a one for me. <laughs> for me, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a two and a half. Just because the first time around wasn't horrible. Uh, we're not huge fans of Pinot Gris. Um, I, again, I'm on the fence with them. Some are really great because they taste more of a Chardonnay tasting. Uh, it just depends. So I'm not a huge fan of the category as well. But it was not bad the first time. She's like, nope. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> One. Mm, yeah. Uh, but this week, we are going to be talking about 
old school anime. Anime, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think that we're going to be talking about all animes that we got into as kids. Uh, a lot of these, I, I put a list in our Google Docs that we share. And I'm like, look, these are the animes that are like my animes. These, This is what I think about when I think about old school. And Monica was like, what are these? I mean, I know them. I just, I never really watched them. You know, like, I know Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, I've watched it. It's cute. I like it. I don't know what the hell, what is this? Can, I know that there's going to be a lot of otakus out here like, this doesn't even know what she's saying. <laughs> like, how dare she? But I, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best here. I can be educated on this. Just give me a chance. So, Ru... Okay. Roroni. Roroni Kenshin. I know that I butchered that. Roroni Kenshin. It sounds like spaghetti Kenshin. What is it? <laughs> what, what's this what this bit about? Okay, so uh, these are descriptions that we pulled off online just because uh, my description not may be the best, so these are actual descriptions. Uh, Roroni Kenshin. The story begins with the 11th year of the Meiji period in Japan, 1878, and follows a former assassin from the Bakumatsu known as Hidekuri Butasai. Uh, again, if we butcher these names, we are sorry. Uh, thank you. Uh, after his work against the Bakufu, Hitori Batasai disappears to become Hamura Kenshin, a wandering swordsman who protects the people of Japan with a vow to never take another life. Uh, so that's what's interesting about this anime, because he tries his hardest not to kill people, so he uses non-lethal ways. It's a really good anime. I Trust me, I know you're like, oh, it's samurai stuff, boring, whatever. But there's a lot more to this anime. Uh, it is very heavily action-packed, but it, there's more to it as well. All right, cool. I've never seen it. Um, sounds neat, though. All right, cool, 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 cool. For me, anime, I like... I don't know. I'd have to give it a try. Like, I really don't know. For just, just based on the uh, the synopsis here, I mean, seems pretty cool. Of course, everyone knows Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, yes. So Yu-Gi-Oh! I recently just watched again. I think this is the third time I've watched aw, the series. How did you like it, Erica? <laughs> I love... No, I love Yu-Gi-Oh! Really? No, I, oh, I love Yu-Gi-Oh! The first good couple seasons up to season three or four is great. It's when they start getting weird. <laughs> I mean, and they start doing weird. all this extra stuff. Uh, but no, the beginning of Yu-Gi-Oh! is a great show. I love the cards. Uh, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! cards for a while, for a second, when I was younger. So I, I quite enjoy the show. What is another show you haven't watched? Outlaw Star. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what that is. Okay, so this one is, again, it's another oldie, but it's a goodie. The series takes place in the Toward Stars era, universe in which spacecrafts are capable of traveling faster than the speed of light. The plot follows the protagonist, Gene Starwind, and his motley crew of an inherited ship dubbed the Outlaw Star, as they search for a legendary outer space treasure trove called the Galactic Leyline. So again, it's good, more action-packed. It, it's really good. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> I guess I would just need to watch a little bit of it because I think I do better, like, you know, getting a feel on an anime uh, if I actually watch, like, a little preview of it. Like, mm -hmm. just reading the synopsis is just like, yeah, cool. 
But how is it drawn? Because it could sound cool, but then, like, you know, you watch the anime and it's just like... It's like it's like classic 80s drawn anime, which okay, I love. Cool. It's my aesthetic. Yeah. I love it. A show that I've actually started to get you to watch is Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, my husband for years has told me I need to watch it. It's amazing. He has all of the DVDs. He's like, let's do it. Let's have a marathon. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. And then I bail. So I actually started <laughs> watching it again because my nephew and Erica are like, no, seriously, you have to watch it. And it was actually surprisingly pretty good. I'm um, like halfway through, I think, the entire series. And it's it's cute. There was some relationships that I thought like, oh, he's definitely going to, you know, boink that girl in the broom. But, uh, <laughs> but no, or a paddle. I was like, I, you know, the other day I was just like, why is she on a paddle? Like, why is she on a, it's like, I thought that was a broom, but then I'm like, no, that's a paddle. Like a boat paddle. Like a, like a. So there, so there are some Facebook Yu Yu Hakusho groups, and they actually believe the paddle is a nod to death. Like, you know how you go on the river the boat of sticks. To, yes. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, that's a paddle. Is she the Grim Reaper? And my husband's like, she's riding a broom. And I'm just like, I thought that you were like no, the, it's a like you knew exactly yeah. what was going on in every single episode. And he's just like, oh, it's a paddle. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a paddle. How do you not notice that? Uh, so for those of you that don't know what Yu Yu Hakusho is, it just uh, follows the story of Yusuke Yurameshi. He's a teenage delinquent who is struck and killed by a car while attempting to save a child's life. After a number of tests presented to him by Koenma, the son of the ruler of the afterlife underworld, Yusuke is revived and appointed the title of Underworld Detective, with which he must investigate various cases involving demons and apparitions in the human world. If you've never seen Yu Yu Hakusho, it is a must watch okay there are rumors and you know i mean it's pretty confirmed that they're gonna do a live action oh seriously yes oh dude awesome i am excited about that uh there's been some you know pictures some sneak peeks uh so i'm all about it it. i'm all about it who's doing it netflix i do not know who it's being released by i'm not a hundred percent sure so some quick mentions cowboy bebop love them Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon. We both grew up watching Case Closed, a.k.a. Detective Conan. Yeah. That one, I actually requested, like, 20 VHSs as a birthday present so I could record all the episodes of Case Closed. You did, yeah. (laughs) And I would be like, I I had a VCR for one of my birthdays. I got a VCR slash DVD player, and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing in the entire world to have a combo. And I'd be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. we got to stop recording and then start when it starts back up. And so it was like, it was like, I was an insane child. The story follows the adventures of Shinichi Kudo, also known as Jimmy Kudo in Clay's Closed, a young detective prodigy who was inadvertently shrunk into a child's body due to a poison he was force-fed by members of Criminal Syndicate. Neighbor and family friend Professor Agasa strongly suggested Shinichi hide in his identity to prevent them from killing him and the people he cares about. So Shinichi takes the name Conan Edagawa, and he goes to live with his childhood friend Ren Mora and her father, Kagura, and tries to use Kagura's detective agency as a way to find the people who shrank him without letting Ran figure out who he really is. Uh, so my son is actually getting into Case Closed. He's super excited. He reads the mangas, uh, so he loves it. It's it's a really cute show. It, it can be somewhat gruesome, but with the anime, it blurs out all the blood and icky stuff. So, I mean, that's a plus for you. <laughs> Now, uh, did you watch Lupin the Third? I, 
I don't remember everything, but I remember <laughs> it. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, this happened right. like almost almost 20 years ago now. So, I mean, yes, I can't. I know. It's insane when you actually think about it. Uh, now, Lupin the Third is great. Try Gun. I never see people cosplay as like Vash or anything like that. And I, I really do want to see more about it. Do you remember Trigun? I do remember Trigun. Uh, I remember the ending of it specifically. Uh, I thought it was amazing. I know that you were really into it. Wasn't there a character named Vincent? No. So that's off Final Fantasy VII. His name is Vash. I remember, I don't remember, like, I, I thought I remembered, like, someone in there somewhere, it was Vincent or something. You know, there might have been one character named Vincent. I'm not sure. It's been a <laughs> while since I've seen Trigun. I'm going to be honest with you, so don't, like, Quote. don't come at me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, there yeah. was a Vincent or something or another, and, like, you loved, you absolutely loved Trigun. Like, you wanted a freaking red coat. You wanted, I did. You wanted the whole shebang. <laughs> I wanted a red. I actually looked it up one time and it was like a hundred and something dollars. And I was like, I want it as a present and my parents would not buy it for me. They're like, no, we're not going to get it. And I'm like, but it's like only a hundred something dollars. And they're like, no. <sighs> I was sad. But okay, so Trigon <laughs> is set in a fictional planet known as the No Man's Land. The plot follows Vash Stampede, a famous gunman who is constantly fighting bounty hunters seeking to obtain the immense bounty on his head. As the narrative progresses, Vash's past is explored. Trigun originated from Knight's Toe's fascination with Western movies. Knight's Toe wanted Vash to be different from cowboys in Western movies, but by avoiding killing enemies and instead exploring the characters involved in each story arc. I mean, that's really accurate. I loved how Vash was so innocent, yet he could snap at any moment. I loved his berserk. goofy, yeah, his goofy face. It was so adorable. But then when he got serious, he got serious. And he got serious. <laughs> uh, I love Trigun uh, as a kid. It was it was just awesome. It kind of gave you like Mad Max vibes, uh, but anime. Um, I love and better it, yes. dressed, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, no, Tenchi Muyo, which is great. Ranma one half. I didn't actually start watching that until I became older. Monica grew up on it. Fist of the North Star, again, oldie, amazing. It's a hit and miss with some people. Digimon was my jam. Digimon was like my Pokemon. I, I watched it. that every single day. Every mm. single day before school started, mm. they had an episode out. What I remember, I think one of the earliest memories I have growing up was watching Bubblegum Crisis. I don't, I think you said you don't remember this anime. The series involves the adventures of the Night Sabers, an all-female group of mercenaries who don powered exoskeletons and fight numerous problems, most frequently rogue robots. The success of this series spawned several sequel series. Uh, they were just like updated and other, other stuff. But it was an all-female cast. They were super powerful and they were always kicking butt. And it was not on Adult Swim, but it was like on HBO. Like, you remember the night side of HBO where they showed animes really late at night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I also, also watched Fist of the North Star. They played him like at 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I don't really remember Bubblegum Crisis. I'm sure if I saw a picture of it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, those those people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really ring a bell. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of, uh, cause it says the series involves adventures of the night savers and all female group of mercenaries. I mean, there was a lot of those 
going around. There were. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about like Gundam, Robotech, Macross, Voltron. There is a lot of robot stuff going on. Yeah. Ava, yeah. Evangelion. Yeah. Like, let's go. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, Evangelion is still popular to this day. They're still releasing OVAs and movies. Like, it's absolutely insane. Now, an anime that never gets much attention is an anime called Shinchan, which was another, you know, Adult Swim anime. It follows the adventures of the five-year-old Shinosuke, also known as Shin, Nohara, and his parents, baby sister, dog, neighbors, and best friend, and is set in Kasukabe Satama, prefecture of Japan. It's super cute. It's also a little raunchy in areas, which is adorable. Okay, yes. I, I, okay. <laughs> I, I read Shinchan, and I'm just like, why? Does that sound so familiar? And then I read the synopsis and I'm like, is it that dirty little boy? It's the that was dirty on it? little boy. <laughs> it's the dirty little. And no one talks about Shin-chan. And it's adorable. It's a cute little like crayon-esque, you know, drawn anime. And I love it. And I mean, you can barely find it anywhere. I'm sure it's like on one of the streaming channels, but it should be more popular in my opinion. Yeah, it should. This was amazing. Like it was just, it was just a cute little, cause you won't expect it. Cause it's like, I mean, they're like little kids walking around and it's really based on his point of view. But yeah, it's raunchy. It's funny. I think the last anime that we should talk about is Inuyasha. Now listen. <laughs> out of all animes <laughs> of all I think the that animes it yes. is still my favorite like I know that it's not amazing to some people but it's amazing now listen listen I know that some people I know that some people don't like Inuyasha for me I loved it growing up I still love it I recently well not maybe not recently when I was pregnant with my daughter I literally binge watched episode one, all the way to the final act. I watched all the movies. I mean, I was, I just fell in love with it all over again. And when I found out that they were actually going to do, uh, it's a Yashahime Princess Half Demon. So when they said that they're going to come out with that, I was like, I'm going to watch it. I'm so super excited. And then, I don't know, guys, I usually like, I like the subversion of anime. Okay. Yeah. But for some reason, I mean, just like, and Inuyasha, I did not like the sub. I actually preferred the dub. On Yoshime? On Inuyasha. Okay, yeah. So, yes, there are a couple animes that I will refuse to watch if it's subbed. <laughs> Inuyasha, yeah. I will only watch in English. Yu Yu Hakusho, I will only watch in English. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball's okay. Dragon Ball Z, I will only watch in English. There's a couple other ones, but I just think it's like that's how we grew up. And don't get me wrong, like Sailor Moon, I love watching Sailor Moon subbed. When I watch it dubbed, I grew up with it dubbed, but when I watch it dubbed now, I'm like, this is weird. I want like, <laughs> this sounds really weird in English. Uh, but no, definitely. Inuyasha, the voice actors that they picked were phenomenal. And they are renowned voice actors that are still doing work to this day. Exactly. I mean, I think that with some animes, it just, whether it be, you know, the original where it's Japanese voice actors or it's American English voice actors. So it really just depends for the sub and dub anime. Um, for me, I like Dragon Ball Z, just like Erica said, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Inuyasha, Yu Yu Hakusho. I prefer them with the English mm -hmm. dub. Uh, 
even there's other animes that I know now where they're more modern and I still prefer the English dub. Now, usually I, I don't, honestly. Like, I, right. I prefer the sub. I prefer, like, the original, how they originally wanted to, to be seen. They picked their act, the actors that they, and they did a phenomenal job. But then for some reason, sometimes it just doesn't hit the same. And you can see the differences where it's just like the English American uh, actors, they just hit it better. The translation is off too. Yeah. Sometimes one word can mean multiple things. Like Yoshime means half demon princess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like it should, one word can equal five words in English. So I totally get where you're coming from. We both love Inuyasha. Uh, we've talked about doing cosplay ideas. You bought like all the plushies. You gave them to us. You're like, I have too many plushies. Uh, but no, Inuyasha was the jam. And I remember mom bought you the entire... Uh, well, at the time, the entire Inuyasha collection. It yeah. didn't have the final chapter, which we got later on. Uh, and honestly, I didn't even realize that the final chapter existed until I want to say three years ago when I started binge watching on Hulu. And the final chapter came out, what, five something years ago, right? So final act, basically, when you go to Inuyasha season I believe it's season eight in the original just Inuyasha series. Don't watch season eight. Just remove that from your memory. <laughs> because basically... I mean, I mean it, it continues from season eight. Like, no. I watched it all together. No, 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 no. Really? So, yes. Yeah, so, the final act, it actually continues on because when you get to Inuyasha season eight, that's when they stopped catching up with the books. They did not know how it was going to end. At that point, okay. they caught up with the manga. They just kind of made up made up their own ending, and that's why it was just left. But there so, was no ending. There was there no was ending. No exactly. Ending. So it, it was just very left open. Like it's just like, oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna continue to, trying to defeat him, and it's like they yes. decided just because I remember it. we got the DVD set for your birthday. And uh, it was total bootleg. It was really funny. We got it. And we're like, what is this? I don't know where mom bought her presents. She Probably got, eBay back it was in the eBay, day. Yeah. This guy in his garage pasted uh, printed pictures <laughs> onto yes. the CDs that he burned. Yes. And yes. that was it. Yes. But, I mean, hey, we got it right. And uh, we finished all the English ones. And then there weren't English uh, dubs for the seasons that were still translating from Japan. So we caught all the way up. We started watching subbed and we saw the final season. And on the last episode, we were like, is that it? And we were pissed. Yeah, I was I was really upset. I was like, are you going to you're going to put me through all this? You're not even going to end up with each other. I don't know who the fuck who fucks who. Like, I'm yes. upset. <laughs> I am upset. Like, who ends up with each other, okay? I, I feel the tension in the room. So I want to know how it ends. And I was just, I was livid, you know? 13-year-old me was livid about the ending. And so much later on, I find out that they come out in 2010. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. 2009, they come out with Inuyasha Final Act. And I'm like, what the f*** is this? Oh my god. I, was I just did not like, find out. I did not find out until I was binge watching on Hulu like two, three years back when I moved in with John. And I was like, finished it. I was like, oh, that's, you know, wow, that's great. I finished the series. And after I watched it, it pops up, do you want to watch next? And it says the final act. Is this a movie? No, it's not a movie. <laughs> and I lost it. And I made a Facebook post and I said, who hid this from me? Who hid 
this my whole there life. There was no for me. advertisement, and then they didn't even None. air it on uh, Adult Swim. They stopped. They stopped playing Inuyasha on Adult Swim at that time. It was. It was. It was fan. Um. It was fan paid for. Fans it was fan paid together. for, and, and that's yeah. amazing. And it was great. It was is exactly the ending that I always like dreamed of it, expected. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a letdown. It was it was just like, oh, like my it has been answered. My prayers yes. have been answered. I feel I feel heard. I feel seen. Like I was just <laughs> like, I love it. This is amazing. This is this is what 13-year-old Monica always wanted and always dreamed of. Oh my god, we would have <laughs> cried. We would have <laughs> cried. Uh but my husband the other day, he I was down in the dumps about something, probably just stressed out from work or compulsory or something. And he bought all the Inuyasha movies. No, he didn't. He did. Okay, well, why are you telling me now on this podcast? Now we're going to have to set a date where I have to come over and watch them with you guys. Well, we're going to have to. I said we got to have to have a sleepover okay, one have of these nights so we can watch Inuyasha's, okay? okay? Okay. Okay. I have not. So I watched, I think, up four or five Yushime, but they just came out with uh, dubbed in English. So I might start watching that again. I had to leave the Yushime Facebook group, which is amazing, by the way, if you're into it, uh, because they kept doing spoilers. Uh, I mean, they waited a while, but I'd just be scrolling and then I'd find out something and then I'd get mad at myself. So I had to leave that group. Yeah, I was I was joined with it, too. But then I immediately like after seeing a couple of posts, I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> because uh, I mean, I if it's something that I actually really want to watch, uh, I don't want spoilers. But for there's a lot of things where it's like, yeah, I don't care if I have spoilers. That's fine. They wait two to three days not, to do a that's spoiler. That's not enough for me, okay? I need, I need yeah, to take yeah, my exactly. time watching my yes. anime. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So I know we talked about all of our favorite anime shows. Let's go into a little bit of story time. It's story time. As a child, I went to a lot of anime conventions. Uh, Monica, you didn't start going until you were a little bit older. Uh, but I don't think you really ever went with our brother and our friends until you were like in your late 20s. I pretty much waited until I could drive myself to go. Um, when I was younger, uh, I was really into anime. Uh, the, the friends that I had at the time weren't as into it as I was, so I kind of just kind of went with the flow of what they wanted to do, unfortunately, and I missed out a lot of great opportunities that it could have, like, you know, gone with you guys or other people to the cons, which I now love doing. I love going, so does my husband, so do my new friends. Yeah, I really missed out, but I would always, like, uh, text you or John and be like, so what, what do they got? What they got there? She would. We would. We would. And this is back in the day where it was like twenty five cents a text message. Yeah. So you would have to write like a paragraph, hit each button three times. Like there were no cordy boards or anything. Uh, so it would be like you would call and you and, and again there was no like FaceTime. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. You would call and you'd be like, so there's this shirt. It's an off black color. Uh, it's a high. Fa-. Like you know, you would have to exactly describe what it is. You had to describe um, it, and then even then, it's just like it sounds cool. I don't really have a very solid picture in my mind. Get it. (laughs) Yes. And again, uh, this is before, I mean, the internet was a thing. I mean, internet was a thing, but it was like, where can I go and buy cool anime shirts without my information getting stolen, right? And I don't have a credit card or a debit card because I'm a kid. And so I would just, these, the anime conventions were the only places to get anime clothes. And so we would go to one or two anime conventions. 
I went to the very first anime Matsuri before I found out about the predators that run that convention. Everyone should boycott Matsuri. I mean, if you're a feminist, if you're pro-women, if you believe women should not be molested, taken advantage of, uh, betrayed, sexually do harassed. not support anime Matsuri yeah. at all. Uh, but this was as a child. So I went to like the first couple and then I stopped. And of course, Matsuri is huge. I remember the first hotels that I was in. I mean, I remember when Matsuri was smaller than Onikon. And I yeah. was there when Onikon was huge. So that just tells how old I was. I would go to Onikon and Matsuri and those were like two conventions a year and I would get all my clothes at that one time. So I would spend like 200 to $300 on anime shirts because there was like nowhere else to buy them. There was, it, there was nowhere else to buy them. I mean, they weren't uh, anime and things like that. They're just not as uh, they weren't mainstream back then. You couldn't get them at Walmart. You can go to Walmart now. I bought a Yu Yu Hakusho shirt the other day at Walmart. <laughs> All my Yu Yu Hakusho fans were on the website and they're like, bro, this is at Walmart. And I said, what? And I went to Walmart and I got me a Yu Yu Hakusho shirt. I sure done did. I <laughs> <laughs> this is back in the day where Hot Topic was just banned shirts. There was no anime. There was no cartoons. It was just banned. There's banned shirts. Jinko jeans. <laughs> uh, nose piercings. I mean, it was more of like the grunge look, you know, where it was no doubt Paramore on the thing. You know, it was, that's basically what And no what doubt Hot Topic Paramore was. was like the light side of Hot Topic. Yeah, that was the, that was the, it was like... You'd get, like, kind of get looks if you were walking in to Hot Topic just to get a pair of shirt. I remember being shirt. judged. Yeah. I remember being judged and, like, can I help you? And yeah, I'm there'd like, be a guy with blue and black hair, spikes looking like a skunk, and he has nose piercings and <laughs> gauges in his ears and nose and his mouth and his, like, everywhere. And he's like, can I help you? And it's just like, I'm, I'm here for Pamela. Pamela? And it's just like, you, you just felt so weird for liking things like that honestly uh walmart the closest thing that you got to a cartoon anime whatever shirt was spongebob that's it they had spongebob you know rugrat shirts they didn't have nowhere did they have anime or any kind of like adult cartoon gear you know what they I had mean? like ren and stimpy they had like a ren and stimpy t-shirt they would have like a gamecube logo t-shirt and you could only find that in the boy section. It was not in the girl section. To this day, I still go to the boy section. They have better. They have better graphic t-shirts, and they're better sized. Yeah. And they actually have <laughs> sleeves. Uh, I love sleeves. Women, for some reason, are not allowed sleeves or pockets. Uh, what's about that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I would go to anime festivals. Uh, that was like a big, big, big part of my childhood. Uh, my brother and my brother and I are a lot closer. Monica is twelve years younger than my brother. Uh, I'm a little bit closer, eight years younger. Uh, but my older brother and I, we were just we both played video games together. We we're just closer in a lot of senses. Monica was just too young. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so she was basically my fix. Every time she went, I would be like, you know, have your phone on you. Don't have it on vibrate. And then I would call her every so often. So what you see? Do you see anything cool? Do you see anything in Yasha related? And Dragon Ball Z, what you got? What you got there? And she'd be like, oh, my God, I saw this plushie of Shippo. You need to have it. How much is it? Yes. $50. Yes. Get it. <laughs> Nine, eight-year-old me, get it. <laughs> breaking my piggy bank open for that $50 plushie. I was oh all gosh. about that life. <laughs> uh, okay, so enough about story time. Let's go into whatever pops your cork. 
pop it off. Hello. So I know that we definitely have some different tastes in anime, I would say. Uh, for you, Erica, I feel like you like more of the storyline like you want like kind of a mystery battle like you want you want something like that where I actually like something more with a little bit more romance I guess you could say so growing up all of our anime was pretty much either on HBO late at night uh and then it was on Adult Swim so a lot of the shows were focused towards teenage boys and the fact that I had an older brother so if he had any anime DVDs and weird stuff like that it would probably be for, you know, focused towards men. So, yes, a, a lot of mine are more, I guess, like action heavy, uh, focused on male lead actors, not female lead actors. Uh, I got into more romance, as you would say, more romance anime when I was older. Yeah, for me, it's always been like, with Yu Yu Hakusho, I really got into it uh, because of the romance aspect of it. Uh, Inuyasha, it was all romance. There was, was some action, it was but it was amazing. all romance, and it was, it was amazing. Romance. <laughs> it was a romance anime, and I loved it. For me, back in the day, definitely when I was a kid, teenager, it was all about romance. Um, still, I, I still kind of, it's a guilty pleasure. I still like the romance animes. But at the same time, as I've gotten older, I've been a little bit more towards uh, more serious animes. Like, I don't, we'll get into it later, but... Alex really got you into anime. And before we forget, like, we didn't even talk about anime movies, but like Akira, Studio Ghibli, all of those were amazing, like, pinnacle to my existence anime movies. Uh, but yeah, no, your husband has gotten you into a bunch of different other animes. I mean, my husband has gotten me into a bunch of different animes. So it's always, it's always good to get like another perspective, a person telling you, even our brother, he's showed us like romantical. <laughs> Yeah, very surprising, Animes. yeah. It's very it's surprising. like, hey, check this out. And it has romance. It was surprising because John actually introduced us, yeah, you're right, to more, I guess you could say, romance-themed animes mm -hmm. and TV mm -hmm. shows. And it was... And I'm sure that we'll talk about newer ones, but like uh, our love story or my love story, whatever he got me into, we started watching, it's, the the manga is called, uh, it's too sick to be called love, I believe it's called Quickma. Kuikma, that romance anime about the creepy business guy who likes the schoolgirl that is his sister's friend. Yes, yes, super cute. Yes, very yes. pervy, but yes. <laughs> we like Tokyo Revengers. You said you started watching that. Oh my gosh, amazing. Jujutsu Kaisen, yes. um, you know, My Hero Academia. It, it's, I mean, there's the, there's the I mean, no, but I like it. <laughs> But again, there's so many different animes that we like. I like the darker animes. I mean, I honestly do. We both, we both, I think we're equal on the romance, but you are very much on the light heart side of anime. Yeah. I mean, um, I just, me personally, I don't like the animes where it's just like, here's, we're going to rip out your soul and show it to you and just like, and you're going to love it. No, I don't like that. Like the promise, Neverland. Promise oh, Neverland. Oh, I made you hate watch it. that. I, I hate did. It. I hate yes. It. Yes. I was uh, like, I yeah, hate this. No. You know, the first episode, I was like, this is so cute. They're just like, you know, adopting these little orphans out here, taking care of these little babies. And then what do you see when one gets a little bit too curious? He sees the girl with her head snapped. And I'm just like, <gasps> like, oh my God. <laughs> I just, ugh. We'll agree on that one. We, we will. We will. Well, let's end this show with our news segment. Hey girl. hey girl, hey girl, hey girl. 
So the first thing that we have on here is Netflix debuts second teaser trailer for a new anime series, Spriggan. Uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Spriggan or Spriggan, whatever, okay? It's another 80s anime show, and it's getting a revival this time on Netflix. Uh, I've seen the trailers, the visuals. Uh, it looks amazing. Now, I have not watched this original anime. Have you? No, I haven't. But the art style is extremely familiar. Is this the same art style as Inuyasha and Ranma one half? N- no. Okay. But Spriggan is a weekly Shonen Sunday manga. So that's probably where you've, uh, where you've recognized it from. It's uh, a manga that ran for nearly 10 years from 1989 to 1996. It's written by Hiroshi and illustrated by Rohi Minagawa. Again, sorry for pushing the names. <laughs> the manga sold over 10 million copies and received an anime film adaptation in 1998. JNTHED will lead production design. Norihito Ishii will serve as CG director. Osamu Mikasa will head color design. Yuji Kaniko will serve as art director. And Yosuke Moriki will serve as director of photography. It looks amazing. Yeah, I noticed in the uh, the trailer, it actually did have a little bit of CG. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that if they're not too heavy on the CG, I think that it would be very, uh, I guess you could say, aesthetically pleasing. I saw a little bit of it, and it wasn't too bad. But if mm-hmm. they're going to be kind of heavy on it, I, I don't know. It would be might be hard to watch just for me personally. I know. I, I, I think that we can agree that you and I aren't huge fans of, like, the whole CG thing that's ha- happening in anime. I don't like it. Yeah, I just, me personally, I like hand-drawn. Um, I don't really like the com- uh, the computer animated thing. Um, 3D, CG, I don't, I don't really like that. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. It can be tastefully done in small, small doses. doses. Yeah. But some of these animes are just crazy. Uh, but, but again, for people who have not heard of this show, like us, uh, the story depicts an adventures of Yu Anime, a young man who serves as a spriggan, a special agent of the Arkham Corporation, an organization established to seal away the relics of an ancient civilization that must be protected from evil. This sounds like Red Eye Bar Alley Girl. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, just from the trailer, there's a lot of action. Um, it looks really neat. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out. And it comes out on Netflix. Uh, hopefully it does well. Uh, I honestly I don't like it when Netflix picks up some animes or new things, honestly, because if it doesn't, even if it does well, there's not a certainty to where it'll get renewed for the next season. Well, Netflix doing a good job by taking new anime. I like that Hulu is taking old anime and republishing and trying to get fandom started. But Netflix is doing a good job by funding new anime, which I love. Yes, definitely. I just, um, I hate to to watch a really good anime that I fall, I've fallen in love with and they're not going to renew it for season two. You know what I mean? I get it. They pick up a lot and then they drop a lot too. So hopefully it does well. Hopefully um, if it does well, we can see more of it. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much, but honestly, it really does look cool. And I feel like this has a lot of potential. More news on Netflix front. Netflix's live action take on Cowboy Bebop is coming 
this fall. Uh, now, we've all heard about this happening. It was talked about and then I believe confirmed in 2017 or 18. Uh, now, it's been having... <laughs> it's uh, 2017 and 18 is a while back. Uh, it got pushed back again and again because the main actor, John Cho, who is playing Spike, he got an accident and he did break his arm, I believe. Uh, and then COVID did happen. So they did push it back. But Netflix has announced that the long-awaited live-action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop will premiere this fall. All. The science fiction noir and western-infused bounty hunting series will also feature new music from the anime's original composer, Yoko Kanu. So I'm excited about that. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I did like Cowboy uh, Bebop when I was growing up as well. I wasn't as into it, I, I think, as you were. Mm-hmm. But it was very, uh, it was very interesting. For only being a 26-episode series... To have the following it has is insane. Can you believe it's only 26 episodes? That's new information. I really thought that it was longer because, yeah, it it had a great following and it's only 26 episodes. That's insane. It's like one season. Uh, Yeah, I did hear that John Cho is going to be the lead. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that for me. Um, He's a little bit (laughs) older than the character should be. Um, I do, I mean, I haven't seen I think him. Spike, I think Spike was a lot older than what we initially thought. I mean, growing up, we're like, oh, he looks like a, I think he was probably in his 30s, maybe even early 40s. I love John Cho as an actor, so again, I'm a little, I don't know. Some of the other actors is Mustafa Shakir as Jet Black and Daniela Panetta as Faye Valentine. Now, those actors, I mean, I could definitely see Mustafa like being Jet, but I don't know about Daniela. I don't get the vibes of Faye Valentine, in my opinion. Uh, it's also disappointing that we're not getting a trailer <laughs> at all. Uh, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I think that if they do it well, I mean, they are good actors. So I think that if they if they can get through this, I mean, it would be a great live action series. But uh, I don't know, like, just from, I've never been happy with a live action film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Eh, I mean, I, I mean, it's. I think it's really great, but I'm just a little bit concerned about who they picked for actors. Um, I agree. Like I said, but John, at the same time, this is like the first. I mean, oh, well, we do have Dragon Ball Z. That was American that was actors. Horrible. That was pulling teeth and nails. I We should just not even name it. Uh, but this is like the first American English adaptation that has been done in forever. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, there's a lot of adaptations happening nowadays. I love, I love that people are loving anime. Uh, there are so many people in the younger generation, uh, Gen Z, that they're just like, liking anime is cool now. There's no shunning it. I mean, when the anime kids in our schools were like Naruto running down the hallways and getting made fun of. Yeah. I mean, uh, growing up, not everyone uh, understood it, I guess. I don't know. It was just, I guess it was still too different, you know, for some people. Uh, For me, I loved it. But like I said, even when I had friends back in the day, they weren't really into it that much. So I couldn't really go to the, to the, 
you know, cons or anything like that because not everyone was interested in it. And nowadays, I mean, they have Box Lunch, they have uh, Think Geek, they have all of these different stores, like, in malls and just by themselves where you can go in and get all this anime merch, uh, all this video game merch, and it's, it's amazing how it's boomed in America. And before them... Uh, I used to use the, I still do, let's get that straight, I still do, the Yeti. If you go to theyeti.com, they have a new t-shirt every 24 hours. I swear by them, more than half of my closet is filled by them. I I love them to death. I buy enamel pins from them. I bought plushies from them. So give them a try, y'all. They have amazing uh, new artists that come in and they just, it's it's awesome. Only 11 bucks for real pieces of art on your t-shirt. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yes. It's a great deal. Yes. I always I always uh, get like every once in a while, I'll look up <laughs> and I'll see like Studio Ghibli or Inuyasha or you know even like Jujutsu Kaisen. They're just guess what animes. I got there the other day a Golden Sun T-shirt. See, I have never in my life <laughs> seen a Golden Sun T-shirt. I lost it and I bought it immediately. Ugh. Uh, okay, okay. But that is the end of the episode, guys. We are so happy to be with you. This is the very, very, like, we moments of our podcast. So we're not on all media platforms as of yet, but hopefully, maybe by the time you're listening, we will. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at the Raging Erica. You can find me, Monica, at Butternut Squashes on Twitter. You can follow the podcast on social media, uh, anywhere at D Daily's Pod. And you can also email us concerning anything, wine tastings, if you want us to taste a wine, if you have any episode ideas, if you just want to talk to us, email us at dysfunctionaldailies at gmail.com. All one word, spelled perfectly. Email us there. And we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye, guys.